welcome to the Big Milk Show. You tell us a Sammy Pie and Jack Michael. And today is going to be the winner is Michael. He watched all the sours movies today. Goodbye. Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is someday, and someday I am super excited because I get to talk about my favorite of any and all Star Wars. We are talking the season finale of chapter five ahsoka tano steps into her own thomas are you ready i'm as ready as i'll be it's time to drink up don't leave me hanging (laughs) drink up drink up This is Brian, and with me, as always, is my better half and your better host, Thomas. How hello, are you, hello, sir? Hello, hello. I am well. Thank you for having me. Well, it was an old school introduction. <laughs> we got our names. Yeah, I feel like I'm a special star here today. Yeah, we got a little roo. You came and did Saturday, Saturday Night Live, and now you're hello, 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 hello. Milks. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. We are happy someday, by the happy way. Happy someday, someday to you. Thank you. And as we learned last week, these episodes come out on Sunday because we're someday. a few days late, but it's all right. They're always out on Sunday. They are always out on time on Sunday. Someday it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a big week for us. Yes, it is. Two things happening this week. Remi- First, remind me again. Most importantly. <laughs> Mr. Pickle is turning six. Yes, he is. So when you hear that cute, adorable voice saying, welcome to the Pink Milk Show, and the winner is, just realize that's the last time he's saying that as a five-year-old. Yes, sir. And uh, we also didn't remember until uh, someday earlier this week, and it's also our third year anniversary come up the day before his birthday. There you go. Uh, you know. What did you get me? Uh me you're welcome 13 years of this three years of of this oh i don't have one on my finger mm-hmm. he doesn't wear one he's still a roman free agent which is very upsetting <laughs> to me but i had a finger yeah. injury that has not mm-hmm. allowed it to uh fit on and the doctor said don't resize it for a year so yep we've got another eight months there's a real deep booger in there and it was uh hard to get out he hurt his finger in my finger yeah Oh. No, in your nose and you're using your Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, thank you. Uh, you're thank welcome. you. Is that is that my anniversary gift? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Part of the magic that is me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we really did forget it was our anniversary because, well, because honestly, we don't celebrate. Yeah, we don't celebrate this one. For us people, we were not allowed to get married when we first got together. Correct. And honestly, I'm not sure if we ever thought good. So we stopped needing it. Yeah. 
And then they said yes. And then everyone who was dating for two minutes got married. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, they'll get divorced <laughs> in another five minutes. And we will just wait. And then Mr. Jack came in. And we're like, okay. Now's the time. We all need to have our last name. Yep. We decided on a, on a Monday, I think it was, to mm-hmm. get married. And Wednesday, we went to getmarriedtoday.com. That's right. Getmarriedtoday.com. <laughs> and for $60, you can be married too. In four minutes. <laughs> But we always celebrate our anniversary of the first date that we had. Yes. To be honest, we never know if it's the 7th or the 14th of October. So we but run we with the always, 14th. We run with the 14th. We always pick one. And we're like, that's what we're celebrating this year. But we always celebrate it. We just, you know, do it in a little in reverse. Well, I don't others. know about you, Thomas. Yes, you do. But I celebrate it every day. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, it's been a busy week. Uh, Thomas had a very busy weekend. We were starting to record this podcast, and he had a real estate emergency. Emergency, emergency, emergency. Anyways, we literally sat down and recorded about, I don't even know, actually none. That real estate emergency (laughs) materialized. Oh, materialized. Materialized. Wow. And to buckets buckets and buckets of cash. I'm going to be like Demi Moore on that bed, just rolling (laughs) around. I don't know if I'd say buckets, but at least one. (laughs) A really big bucket. Just give me my Demi moment, please. Okay. And not, I'm not talking about two divorces. I'm talking about rolling in cash. (laughs) 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 Ah, So. I am very excited because we are talking my favorite Star Wars ever. Well, it's not like I have never heard that before. What do you mean? Oh, come on. They're all your favorite episodes. Sequels, <laughs> shows, one, two, prequels, sequels, this cartoon, <laughs> that cartoon. Man, I could just go on forever. Well... That's simply not it's true. It's true. No, I don't think it is. Okay. This one is. Oh, okay. This one is. <clears throat> Let's roll with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to do this show a little bit differently because I think what makes this so great is the last like five minutes of these four episodes. So what I want to do. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. It's kind of funny the way I heard that, the way I interpreted it. How did you interpret it? What's great about them is the last five minutes of every episode. <sighs> well, it's probably even worse because it's the last five minutes of like two hours of episodes. <laughs> oh, so three episodes. <laughs> the, no, it's four. The last Was five minutes of the four episodes. Felt like a lot. <laughs> well, you need all of them. Anyways. <laughs> What I'd like to do is do our rundown quicker than not. This may also be a shorter podcast because if you read our tweet, which I'm sure so many of you have, the first time we recorded this, it was not that great of an episode. And we had to we, do a redo. We have very, very high standards of nothing but quality. <laughs> so can you imagine how bad it was? <laughs> I fell asleep. So uh, let's do our rundown. And Thomas does the best rundowns. So what do we got? What was the first episode? Well, Brian, everybody knows it was called The Jedi That Knew Too Much. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is it I another? I believe that's the second one. The really? Did I go too far you in your notes? Uh huh. Oh, you didn't title it. Yep, sure did. You did? Uh-huh. Scroll to the top and then scroll down where it says I, I am. Sabotage. 
The Wrong Jedi is like the second or third episode. No, I think you're wrong. I don't think so. No, really. Unless you just didn't, you didn't do it like... <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't capitalize it, I guess. So the truth is out. Brian takes notes. And Tom's going to That must be some notes. super fan that he's got to take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, imagine how bad the first one was. <laughs> I am going to refrain from what I would like to say. So where, where am I supposed to read here? Where it says, Sabotage. Okay. That is the name of the first episode. Okay, but and... you didn't highlight it. Anyway, so the name of the first episode is Sabotage, and uh, time out. So Tom had to say hit pause because <laughs> he didn't read those episodes, and he, apparently... He didn't make it obvious that it wasn't highlighted, it didn't look like well, it was Well, the notes were for me, not you. Clearly. And... <laughs> Yeah, but and they were for acts, our people. He our acts listeners. as though he never watched the episodes. I did, but again, I'm not the super fan, so it goes in one ear and out the other. And I'll remember it when you say it, but you know, there's a lot of life that happens in between. Sorry. <laughs> My world Especially- doesn't really consist of this. <laughs> hey, listeners, he really respects you and you're <laughs> off his top no, priority. But you, live, <laughs> you, you act as if though you sit next to these people on the road when you're driving. Like these people are real to you. I have it in perspective. I do. Ahsoka and I have it's had a moneymaker convers- for Disney. We've had lots of conversations. <laughs> Whatever. So we're going to hit pause while he reads some notes. Thank you. Cato Nemoidia? Cato? <laughs> Are you recording this? That's been the last five minutes, everyone. <laughs> Cato Nemoidia. Yes. That's the planet that Newt Gunray and all that is from. Okay. Well, hey, let's, who Newt let's hit is? the ground running while it's still in my head. Episode's called Sabotage. It's uh, regarding Cato Nemoidia. <laughs> and it's under attack. But what is our moral? It says it right there next to it. Well, you know, That's everybody the... knows sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. Oh. What do you think that could mean? It means that, you know. Has the smallest <laughs> doubt ever shaken one of your greatest beliefs? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Yet my hand shook the microphone. There you go. There we go, real deep, Tom. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to it. So uh, Anakin's ship is husband. being attacked by buzz, buzz droids, and they knock him out of the sky. So Ahsoka saves him, and they go off to... I'm just going to be like Baby Yoda over here. Cato Nemoidia. Anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so anyway, so there's a bombing. In Cato Nemoidia. Nope, they're on Cato Nemoidia. Oh. Okay, so with the, sa- the, the show opens with Ahsoka and Anakin in a space battle on Cato Nemoidia, which is under attack by the Separatists, if I remember correctly. Uh, during that time, it looks like they have now established, <clears throat> within the first like 30 seconds, uh, Ahsoka's like, Really, like, she's moved up. And Anakin no longer speaks to her like a Padawan. They're equals. She's a great star pilot. All of those things. She's Anakin's... no longer Snips? She'll always no, be Snips. She'll always be okay. Snips. Sorry, people who hated Snips. Uh, but, uh, so then Anakin's ship is attacked by buzz droids. You didn't even talk about the cool part when Ahsoka, like, jumps out of the spaceship, does this 
crawl, crash land thing on a ship while it's flying in the air. I wanted Anyways, to leave that for you. She saves Anakin, and uh, you know the the student has now become the master situation, and they're about to go help the people of Cato Nemoidia when they are interrupted by is it Yoda who calls yes. them back to the Jedi Temple because there has been a bombing, mm-hmm. an attack on the Jedi Temple, and we learn that it may have been a Jedi who had done it. So the Jedi need them to be impartial judges because they know they were not on a planet Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Well, the bottom line is it was a Jedi who did it. It was a Jedi worker, it, though, that was filled with nanobots. So, okay. <sighs> <laughs> so we go back to Coruscant. Oh, we're and not there yet? No. Okay. We're back at Coruscant, and Ahsoka's like, why would a Jedi do this? And Anakin's like, well, because some Jedi don't believe in the war. Which is interesting because Ahsoka in the trailer for the next season that starts in about a week, she says, you know, some of us didn't want to be generals. They have now become generals of the army. They're not the peacekeepers for all. They are the peacekeepers for who the government says to take, to, to take care of. They are no longer impartial and they are no longer neutral. They are no longer like the planet Mandalore that was just supposed to do the right thing. They now work for someone and they have too much power to be working for someone. You Tell could, me more. Well, you could also read a an amazing graphic novel, one of the greatest of all time, the uh, Return of the Dark Knight, or whatever it is, Batman, where Superman is now controlled by President Reagan. Ooh, pretty great comic. Uh, the Dark Knight. Anyways, I should know it, and I do. I'm just in Star Wars mode. Uh, Did you hear there's gonna be a new Batman? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that. Yeah. It's- I'm in the know. It's well, you knew about it a year later than everybody else did. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> I'll probably see it a year later they, than everybody they, else, too. Uh, <laughs> new, there's a uh, uh, picture of his cape that he looks like Gastown, Gaslight, Gaslamp District Batman from some comic of olden times. It's very cool. cool. Anyways, we are on Coruscant. This is a Star Wars podcast, not a I loosely know about Batman podcast. Okay. Uh, I could play the same role in that one, though. (laughs) (laughs) There was, oh, I would say, I mean, I love Batman and I love comics. And I would say 10 years ago, I was like so buried in comics that I was up there. Literally. (laughs) We had so (laughs) many comics. I should have been more specific when I said I wanted to be like Demi Moore and I wanted to be buried in cash, not comics. Yeah, because comic books, we had them everywhere. Yes. We eradicated them. (laughs) Okay, so... Ahsoka's asks Anakin, why would a Jedi do this? Anakin's like, hey, some of them have, have don't agree with being generals. This could have been a political idealist, which is interesting because in Attack of the Clones, in the opening scene, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, refers to Palpatine as a political idealist, if I remember correctly. Obi-Wan Kenobi does not trust politicians and is not happy that Anakin and Palpatine have become such close friends because Obi-Wan is concerned that uh, Palpatine will manipulate him. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> okay, so Ahsoka's like, okay, uh, is Tarkin involved yet? Yes, Tarkin's involved, and Ahsoka's upset that Tarkin's involved because 
the Jedi aren't supposed to have the government supersede <laughs> on their on their on their uh, personal matters, but the Jedi and the politics have gotten too close together. Religion and politics shouldn't intermingle, and these are reasons why. Uh, so we find out we meet another little droid who's like a detective droid, and basically, fast forward, it looks like a worker, maybe the one who has done it. So they go to the worker's apartment, and it is in the underbelly of Coruscant, and Ahsoka's really upset. She's like, these people all work for the Jedi. So if they work for the Jedi, why are they living like this? Because they're, on, they're like living in the projects. They're living in the slums. And so I think it was, it was this first thing of, well, the Jedi preach one thing, but they do something else. And it did not bode well for Ahsoka. So we're there, and we learn, basically, they pick up some fruit, and there's a bunch of nanomites. Oh, which I think I forgot to say. Nanomite, there's like nanomite droids that blew up the thing. They're like nanomite bombs. Mm -hmm. And we find a thing of fruit, and the fruit is laced with all these nanomites, or nanodroids, or whatever. And so they're like, oh, crap. Like, nanobots. Nanobots. They, he ate them. So he was like a living bomb who ate these things. Now the question was, did he know that he, that he was eating them? And then we see Letta, right? Mm-hmm. Is the wife. Mm-hmm. And we learn that she fed it to him, and she's like, hey, someone told me to do it. Boom. And that's the end of the episode? Yeah, they never really explain why, just because she told her to do it. They never really explain why. Because I think her life was threatened. Their life was her life was starting, so you know. So she took her husband's life. That's I guess nice so. so you, but yeah, you That's better a nice wife. You better hope nobody <laughs> says, Brian, I might kill you because. Well, well I had to. <laughs> Don't eat any pears. <laughs> <laughs> they told me to. Yeah, yeah. So then they arrest Letta. Okay. And that's basically the end of the episode. Correct. If not, it's the most important thing. Is again, we're rushing through this like mm-hmm. we. I don't feel rushed through it. Oh, you don't? No. Am I doing an all right job? You're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you, babe. No, thank you. You're welcome. Next episode. (laughs) (laughs) The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. (gasps) And, you know, the moral of this one is that courage begins by trusting oneself. Yeah, because if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? get an amen up in here? It's true. (laughs) Honestly. Do we not? I think we raise our children with that. Like, you have to stay with integrity of Minus yourself. Minus the whole RuPaul part. Yeah, no, okay. but we ha- you have to stay with integrity of yourself. If you know you were doing the right thing, no matter what throws your way, you knew you did the right thing. Absolutely. You can always hold on to that. Absolutely. And people will treat you differently if you act that way. Absolutely. So the temple is in disarray under the attack, obviously, and uh, good old Yoda's given a eulogy regarding you know to the about the fallen and mm-hmm. uh ahsoka comes upon oh, her that's, friend that's why tarkin's off yeah, okay hang on Offy? that's why that's oh, why oh, tarkin oh, was there oh, hold or no this is when tarkin's involved okay i think this is when tarkin yes. comes in ahsoka's mad that the government is getting involved with the investigation of the attack because the government isn't supposed to meddle in jedi affairs and tarkin's like hey there are workers and employees and clones and all that that were here that were killed therefore the government owns the clones technically so we have every right to be here boom so we meet uh barris offrey who is another padawan and good friends of ahsoka 
and they met mm-hmm. years ago when they were fighting zombies on Genosis. Oh, did you watch that episode? You just read nope. notes. <laughs> yeah. So there was a bunch of, do you remember Geonosis? The planet was like the cockroach bug people that built the first Death Star in the arena. To be honest with you, I remember reading it to Jack in the book, but okay. that's about it. In the little, uh, little, in, uh, in your golden books. My golden books. You should get the Star Wars encyclopedia and look up a Geonosian. Uh, I could. Uh, <laughs> Poggle the Lesser is their boss. Ooh. Uh, so, anyways, there's this queen who basically brought a bunch of Geonosians back to life and they were zombies. It was weird. It was funny. They. Ahsoka and Barasafi was one of their first missions without their without their masters. If I and honestly, I'm going off the top of my head, so I don't remember all the details and notes. But I think it was their first mission without their masters, and they get barricaded in a bunker. They were being attacked by zombies, very Walking Dead style, and looked like they're going to die. And they had quite the bond after that. There you go. That is Barasafi. Boom. All right. Well, cool. <clears throat> She's the Padawan under Illuminara Undali. Mm-hmm. Who do you remember, Cree Summer? A singer that I like with one of my favorite albums ever? No. Okay, well, she's also a voice actress. She played Beresofi in the uh, Tardinovsky. Clone Wars, anyways, go ahead. Cool, cool, Mm -hmm. cool, cool. Anyway, so Ahsoka's talking with her friend, and Ahsoka talks about how hard it is to have emotion and no attachment. And Mm -hmm. Beres asks as if, you know, is that really the right thing to have emotion and no attachment? Anakin has taught Ahsoka that the fighting of attachment is the Jedi's greatest struggle, but they will get through it, he says. Well, says the man who falls to his emotion and ends up killing also known probably as Darth millions. Vader. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think it's that moment where she realized in the last episode, because Ahsoka's a very caring person, like she fundamentally, I really feel that Ahsoka Tano is the Jedi that we growing up before the prequels came out thought the Jedi were. She was true of heart. She always did the right thing. She was very tough. She was very brave. Honestly, she kicked some major butt. Mm -hmm. That's what we wanted the Jedi to be. And then we are introduced to these Jedi, at least in the prequels era, who they were before that. Maybe it's who we wanted, but in the prequel era, they, (laughs) they, became too intertwined with the government and they were falling and they were failing. And she, like the audience, is like, why are we doing all this? Like, these people work for you and you're making them live and you're not paying them anything so they can't even support themselves. Which is interesting because that's some of the things we talk about right now in politics. You Mm -hmm. know, it's going on on the campaign trail right now. Uh, But I think she listens to her friend, Barris. And knows, look, Ahsoka knows that Anakin is with Padme. And I think she knows, more importantly, that Anakin doesn't really fully believe in the Jedi. She knows that. She's the only one who knows that. Because I don't even think Padme knows that that Anakin is disenfranchised with the Jedi in the way, with as much... Uh, what's the word? Like, as much as he is discontent with them. I think it's only Ahsoka who knows it. So why wouldn't Anakin leave? Because he's afraid. That's silly. He doesn't know what else. He was taken away from his mother. This was the family he was given. Just like all of the children, just like Ahsoka, she was taken away as a toddler from her family by Plo Koon, and then raised in the Jedi Temple and taught by by Yoda and all the teachers as their kids and learned all the things. And then when she makes it to be 
to to follow a master, she's given to Anakin. It's the only life she knows. They're the only family they know. And honestly, you know, not to share too much, but like some of our kids have a lot, they're neglected. And that's a lot of the reasons that kids end up... Not by us. Not by us. But that's how kids, a lot of kids end up in the foster system. And there are things that some of these children, when they first come, not as much now, that that you think is okay. And you're like, how do you, how in the world do you think that's okay? And it's really, really sad. And I think that's what happens to all these kids. They're taken away from a house of hopefully who love them. And those parents sacrifice so much because they believe in what the Jedi are and how good they are and think that their child has been given this gift to help save the galaxy and make a huge difference. And then they're given to these people who then tell them, no, we don't love you and you can't love anyone else. It's so. It's dis. It's it's very very hard. And this arc is, I think, the first time that I was able to put all of those emotions that I didn't quite understand how I felt about the Jedi until it's like through the eyes of Ahsoka. I started to see it from her point of view, and I think, I think her seeing the apartment, and she's like, "But I'm attached to these people, and how do we treat them like that?" Mm-hmm. And Anyways, and now her friend's like, maybe we're supposed to care. And I think that's like Ahsoka going, Anakin knows we're supposed to care, but he says that they'll eventually win. And maybe she's like, we won't. In my, in my head, that's what's going on with her right mm. now. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So she goes off and she is going to go and speak with Letta, who is now being held in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in jail. In basically. jail. Yeah. So she goes in to speak with her. And then apparently, you know, she, uh, Letta is somebody is uh working force the, choking her force choking her yes yep. and she oh yeah so quit. we find that's when we find out hey someone told me to kill him yes i'm in a lot of danger i need your help yes and uh ahsoka you're the only one this the person who's threatening me said you're the only one who will listen yes which is interesting interesting is right because they she was going to frame her we're not there yet tom so we don't know what's going sorry. on. sorry what's interesting is why would someone so dangerous Try to pull Ahsoka into all of this. Exactly. Anyway, long like story short, they have it on Ahsoka. recording. They start to blame Ahsoka. Because for... that recording has no sound. And so Ahsoka's talking to Letta, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden she's being force choked. And Ahsoka's like, can I help but you? Can you I can help you? see how that's what it looks like. Oh, right? 100%. Okay. So she's got her hands up, and mm-hmm. Letta's like floating in the air, choking to death. And like, you're caught on camera, Ahsoka. You killed this woman. And the reason. Because you are mad that the, that the government is getting involved. So you're killing her mm-hmm. because you don't think we should be involved. Right. And you didn't think that someone should kill the Jedi. You are so loyal to the Jedi that you are going to go out there and personally kill whoever attacked the Jedi. <coughs> Bless you, Thomas. Okay, sorry. I did not hit pause fast <coughs> enough or again. Let's hope there are not more of those interruptions. We will see in a minute. <laughs> Maybe less. So anyway, so now she's in jail. Ahsoka's now in jail and being framed for the murder of Leta. This is true. And assumed that she is also the Jedi who blew up the temple. Correct. That is correct. So what else happens, Brian? Well, then that's when Anakin shows up, basically, right? Well, that's oh, no, no, no. N- so then we're talking to the Jedi like, this is Ahsoka. 
Like, how did Ahsoka do this? Right. And Obi-Wan and Anakin are like, she wouldn't do this. And this is where I get so angry. At, I could never be a Jedi because I would go to the dark side so fast. Uh, Mace Windu. Me too, actually. Mace Windu doesn't trust anybody. He does not like Anakin Skywalker. He's never liked Anakin Skywalker ever since the minute that Qui-Gon Jinn brought him in. And I believe that Yoda, in this instance, and quite honestly, through much of what's going on in the prequels and the Clone Wars, kind of knows it's wrong. Because, I mean, come on, Yoda's a hero and we love Yoda. But I think he's stuck. I think he is in charge of all of the Jedi. He feels the burden of responsibility to the millions of people in the galaxy. Probably billions, I guess, right? It's a whole galaxy. Like... And I think he knows that it's not Ahsoka. But in order to move on and to have peace brought and like the Clone Wars, I think they all sense that it's coming to the end. And in order for that to happen, I think even Yoda, and I don't know, this could be me, me being reading way too much into it, but I think Yoda's like, I've got to let someone take the fall because the Jedi have to survive and the galaxy has to get out of this war. And I know it's not Ahsoka, but this is awfully convenient, and I'm going to let her take the fall. And that's what I think is going on, and I get so upset, and I get very angry that, that the Jedi are so intertwined with the thing that they swore to not be involved with, and now they're doing it, and now they're like, and Palpatine's doing all this. He's just back there, smug, happy that all of his plans are coming together, and it mm-hmm. makes me upset. So, so they're like, somebody uh, gets her a cell, uh, somebody gets yeah. her key card to the cell. She breaks out well, of the cell. No, yeah. So, so Anakin's like, hey, I want to I investigate this because it wasn't her. And Mace Windu's like, no, you're too attached to Ahsoka. And Obi-Wan's like, well, that's exactly why he should do it. Because he's the one who's going to be fighting for her. Mm-hmm. Boom. So Anakin tries getting in. They say no. He gets really ticked off. He's about to go and full on like Kylo Ren rage. But calms himself down and leaves the room. All of a sudden, a key card is presented. Ahsoka thinks that it's Anakin. She gets out. And there are three injured clone troopers, right? Or a group of whatever, some, Correct. Clone, some clone troopers. And then, a whole there, bunch. then there's her lightsabers. And she's like, okay, Anakin, what are you going to do? And we're running away. Mm-hmm. And then we come across three dead bodies that have uh, lightsaber scars on them. And then <clears throat> uh, guards come across, and it looks like she killed them. And now she's like, this isn't Anakin. I'm being set up. So now she's trying to run away because now, and over her, over her head, uh, says the prisoners killed three clone tro- or killed clone troopers. So mm-hmm. now she's on the run, and everyone's after her now. Correct, because it looks like she killed clone troopers. All of these things, right? Correct. Do you want to keep reading the notes, or do you want me to go? I want you to go. Okay. So uh, you need the notes. Honestly, not really. It's pretty awesome. Like. Uh, and listeners, I don't have my notes, so if I get some little things wrong here or there, it's just off the top of my head. No, you're going to be, you're going to lose your super fandom badge. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there listening right now that, <laughs> he doesn't know the name of that alien. Hey, he's not a super fan. He got that episode wrong. He's not a super fan. Hey, we welcome you to, uh, to put together a test so Brian could take a test so we could actually find out the degree of super fandom. I think it'd be pretty, uh, pretty okay. awesome. I personally think you'll do super well. Okay, if you're going to do that, <laughs> s- 
stick to the movies and the cartoons. Don't go into the extended universe. I don't know that stuff because they were not good, in my opinion. I'm sorry. Extended, and I, so I know there's a lot of people books, out there. No books. Yeah, they, and okay. I know a lot of people like love them, so I don't mean any disrespect. But for me, Star Wars should always be a family-going thing. And the books took it to a level that is not like family friendly, and it got too layered. They were dirty. No, but like it got too lost in detail. It became too science fictiony for me. I like that Star Wars doesn't go. I personally love that Star Wars is surface level, and you can put yourself into it. I think that is the magic of Star Wars: is that it gives you just enough, and it builds characters simple enough. On the easy approach that you can wrap yourself in any character that you need to wrap yourself into. That is the magic of Star Wars for me. I agree. I don't like it to go into too many other things when, you know, I'm a 40-year-old gay man who probably relates to teenage Ahsoka Tano more than any other character in any sort of fiction (laughs) that I've ever (laughs) related to because it's not about her being a teenage girl. Like, her story is... So you're a Padawan. Am I, though? Well, your ears are kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> My ears are kind of big. Well, what what is that thing she is hanging off her? Those are like her little like her wing tentacle things. Oh, okay. tentacle horn. Right. I don't know. Right. They're called Lequeu, and uh, I sh- you know she's a Tagruda. She's not mm-hmm. a uh, that's the species name, and they look like Lequeu of uh, Twi'leks. Mm-hmm. Soka is my favorite. Maybe we should do some more uh, Tagruda research. But anyways, like that's a part of Star Wars. I don't need to know. She's got cool, like she's got cool tentacle things that form and look like some sort of horn, whatever headdress thing, and they're rad. Uh, okay, so she's running away. Honestly, it's a pretty cool scene because she's like, I'm like holy crap, she's breaking out of prison. There are probably forty or fifty clone troopers after her, and she's evading everything. She's pretty rad, and we see some loth cats, which is always exciting because loth cats are cute and rad. And now we have seen them in three different series. Star Wars Clone Wars, Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels, where they mm-hmm. became much more important. Mm-hmm. And we finally saw them with Baby Yoda. I like when she jumped out the, uh, the pipe. Yeah, so we're not there yet. But anyway, so we're Oof. running. And then, so, then uh, she's basically surrounded. And Anakin shows up and he's like, Ahsoka, come on, I'm going to help you. And she's like, no one can help me now. Like, I am being so framed. And she cuts a hole out of it. And then they drop into this. She does it. Wait, she does a super chomp. She lands on this thing. She cuts the hole out. And now she's running in the sewers and they're running and they're running. And she's ditching all the clone troopers. But Anakin and her share a force bond. So he's just following her as easy as can be. And he catches up with her at this dead end. And this is like. This is where, oh, God. Anyways, it gets so good. And they have this conversation, and it's just them. And Ahsoka's like, I have to do this. Like, I'm not going to fall for anyone else. And this is the moment that I, my love, I've always liked Ahsoka Tano, but it was, I'm not lying, in this moment that I'm like, oh, my God, I, like, love this character. And she's making this. Her and Anakin, it's like this father-daughter relationship, brother-sister relationship. They're best friends. They're like everything to one another. And she idolizes him because he is the Jedi that I think she wants to be. Because even young, she realized that there's something wrong going on with the Jedi. And they're not doing what they set out to do. And they're not practicing the things that they taught her to do and what happened to them. And here's her master, who's also questioning those same things. 
and is doing the right thing. And when the Jedi tells them to do the wrong thing, he still does the right thing. And he hasn't gone down the dark path yet, and she idolizes him. And now here's her master. For the first time to her, he's doing what the Jedi told him to do. And she's looking at her father, who she knows that he knows she's being framed, and he's not helping her. He has seen her break the rules for people that they didn't even know countless times. Well, sorry, Snips, back then, I know this is what the Jedi Council told us to do, but it's the wrong thing. And now here she is. She needs her father. She needs her brother. She needs the person. And he wants to arrest her under the hopes that it's going to happen. Is so he just wanted to bring her back. I know. Yeah. For what? So that because she could, knows they're they not going to win. Her name but she knows that's not going to happen. She's going to take the fall. Hmm. And Anakin knows that. And why now? Why now is he choosing to follow their order? It's heartbreaking. Like, I mean, she has got to be so crushed in that moment. I mean, in that moment, she is 1,000% alone. And for me, on a personal level, it made me stop and think about when I was coming out to my parents. And the, they're the people I looked up to. And what if, what if they were going to leave me? Lots of, sadly, lots of parents leave their kids mm -hmm. because they come out. And here it is. Coming out is a really big deal. And if you're not gay, people don't get it. And they never will. And it's all right. But it's scary. At that moment in your life, it's probably the scariest thing that you're ever going to do. And it really feels like you're standing out on a ledge, just like she literally was on a ledge. And anyways, Anakin raises her hand and says, you know, just come back with me and we will get through this. And she says no. And she jumps off. And she's on her own now. And she's going to clear her own name. And it's just this, it is so powerful. Because mm -hmm. she's just, she, honestly, she trusts herself. She knows she did not do it. And she is not going to take the fall. And if you love yourself and you trust yourself, sometimes, no matter how scary it is, you have to go out on your own and you have to leave behind the people who you thought would always have your back no matter what. And sadly, this was her moment. This is the first time that uh, I think she ever really kind of had to do that. But so she jumps off and she's that's basically the end of the episode, right? Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good jump, though. Yeah, honestly, it was, it was cool. Pretty she lands awesome. on the she lands on the other spaceship and um. I can't remember if this is the end of that episode or in the other episode starts off with her. But we're going to call it that, at least for the purpose of this podcast, that's the end of that episode. And we're going to take a quick breaky break and we will get back with the last two uh, episodes and our final thoughts on this amazing story arc. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we're back. Again, I can't remember this is that's really where the episode ended. But anyways, the next episode is 
The next episode is to catch a Jedi. And what's your first question? The first question is going to be, what's the moral? Mm -hmm. Never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. (gasps) Dun, 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 dun. dun. But we do get the return of a great character. Yes. Okay, so Ahsoka's down in the underbellies of Coruscant on the run. And uh, we get a cool subway fight. She's on a subway, and they're like, hey, that's the girl we're looking for. And she's like, pew, 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 swinging around. <laughs> she gets out. It's a pew, pew, pew moment, but it's pretty cool. And then she trades some food. She sees a, uh, I forget what the aliens are called. The, uh, like, the, a goat guy. They got a name. I don't remember. Um, uh, so she gets a cloak, and she's still on the run. She runs into one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So then she gets the cloak. She puts it on. We get our little like, ooh, turn to the camera with our third angle. No one's going to know it's me. And then we pan up and there is a masked character who spots her. And all of a sudden, shoop, jumps down. Boom, 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 boom. It's a bounty hunter <gasps> with two red lightsabers. Who do we know that has two red lightsabers? Asajj Ventress. Ooh, boom. I, li- I like her. <laughs> she's honestly she's uh i challenge you to read a does she ever become good yeah possibly i challenge really? you to read a really good book uh. or maybe we will have to get an audiobook of it honestly i would like to discuss it maybe we should we could do that book we could get the audiobook we could listen to it together maybe on there yeah no no no, no. <laughs> well like we could but we could do a few shows once clone wars is over even though i'm hoping there's possibility that this book because this book was taken from uh, show notes for, uh, well, maybe I should say the name of the book. That we're, uh, 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 Don't say Dark it. Dark Disciple. Uh. That, that's the name of the book that I'm referring to. But anyways, Dark Disciple was written based on scripts for Clone Wars before it was canceled. So there are some hopeful hopefuls like me that Dark Disciple is actually going to be in this next chunk of um, Clone Wars. And we get to see what happens to Asajj. Ventress. Ventress. If they don't air it, which if they do, oh god, it's gonna be some good podcasting. If they don't, I think we should do some shows on it while we're in between things to talk about. Actually, because you have you do this like is her when so we much. get the loath cat, by the way. Oh, is this the loath? Yeah. Oh, okay, we see some little loth cats running around in the alleyways. Loth. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like loath to me. <laughs> Maybe it is Loth. Uh, the planet Hoth, you know, the ice planet where the Adats are in, mm-hmm. in The Empire Strikes Back. Everyone else calls it Hoth, except unless you're George Lucas. It's Hoth. Oh. I mean, he is the master, so the planet should probably what be called does he Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we get some double-bladed lightsaber action. Boom, it's Asajj, mm-hmm. who is now a full-fledged bounty hunter. Yes, she is. And she says there's a big old price on Ahsoka's head. That's Robin Quivers. (laughs) Robin Quivers is just sharing with you how excited she is about Ventress coming back to this episode. Thanks, Roxy. You couldn't have done this on the break? (laughs) Okay, so Asajj Ventress is like, hey, there's a big bounty on your head. I can't wait to turn you in. And Ahsoka's like, what do you mean? You turn me in, the Jedi's going to take you too. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, read some notes. Boom. Tom's struggling. He's struggling. <laughs> he can't remember the episode. 
scrolling through someone else's notes, maybe in the future, starting next week as we watch The Clone Wars, maybe you too <laughs> will take some notes. No, I'm just trying to make sure I don't read what you've, you've basically okay. said already. So, so, Thomas, next week, and you anyway, start they're taking almost notes. caught by Are you going to start clone. taking notes next week? <laughs> Can I be honest? Uh huh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> My job is to show up and talk <laughs> and maybe read a well, little notes, of which, by the way, I'm not getting paid for. <laughs> oh, you're getting paid. You're getting play, paid every day. Lots of money. My job is just show up. <laughs> I will say these are easier when it's like fresh off the, the thing of a new movie or a new episode than these big arcs. Yeah, but I'm really glad to... Because I, I didn't get the opportunity to watch Clone Wars, quite frankly. I wasn't so, interested yeah, back then. I'm but curious. now I'm, I like the arcs. I like that you set it up for me that okay, way. good. Because the next Because you said there's a lot of sometimes episodes in between. Yeah. We're going especially to. Especially with uh, Next Darth week's Maul. episode, we're talking about. Where I want to talk about how Pink Milk did at Cura. And by Pink Milk, I mean me curating well, what it was that we needed to watch. Well, hang on a second. So next week on. Super side tangent. Sorry, folks. All right. So tomorrow is the special guest star. Oh, you want to announce that? Yes, we have a special oh, guest coming tomorrow. Not now. You got to wait to the end. Yes. <laughs> and then that would be next week's episode. Then yes. next week's Which, okay. episode. Yeah. And you're, if you're listening to this, if you're one of the people that listens to them all in order, we're really sorry. This episode is like so late. If you read the tweet, we deleted one because it just you wasn't good. You already said this. Okay, I know. So I'm <laughs> saying it again. And wow. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so the next one will probably be a little bit later, but then we hope to be back on target. Stay on target. We can't be. Stay on target. Next week, because the Clone the show, Wars yeah, come starts out, on Friday. So we'll yeah, be. so we should be back in the swing of things and being. So the special guest star, that one will be in the pocket? No. No. That one's just going to come out. We'll have two, we'll have like three episodes that are rather close, release rather closely to one another, and then we'll go back to. You're welcome. Pretty weekly. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So it has nothing to do with us being late. Not no, at all. This was a busy week. We had a wedding anniversary. We had a birthday. Work has been crazy. We had rain on Monday. You know, oh all these God. things. Well, when it rains in the desert, <laughs> <laughs> the sky literally is falling. I had a Valentine's great person. Day. We had the glow run. Yeah, we also had busy. one of my favorite people at work who's a very important purchaser in my office who's like, like, the identity of the company in lots of ways is leaving, so we've all been scrambling in the office, and we're very happy for him, but we're also very sad. And anyways, it's just been a lot. We had a birthday this week, mm -hmm. the pickle. Yep. Okay, so... Hopefully you feel bad for us. Back to... Yeah. Oh, such a rough life. Uh, <laughs> back to Star Wars. Because it is such a rough life that we have time to record a weekly podcast talking about a television series and movie franchise. Hey, who's this Plo? Anakin and Plo. Plo. <laughs> Take yep. her back to the temple. Well, we're not there yet. Okay. Right. Oh, my goodness. Plo Koon is the Jedi who picked her up. Remember the dude who's floating around outer space and he has like the metal mask? And he's really ugly. He almost looks like a living brain, but he wears like a metal mask thing. No. And he's got the two pointy down things. No. Okay. Anyways, he's a great Jedi. So, why don't you fill us in on the episode? Okay. So. Ahsoka's like, hey, if you take me in, they're just going to arrest you too. And uh, then Ahsoka's like, look, you and I are the same. I know what happened to you and Dooku. Dooku left you, and they tried to kill you. And you were abandoned by your master, just like I was. And I think Asajj was like, oh, 
wait, the Jedi are kind of flawed. And now we know that she was like kind of attached to a Jedi at one point in time when she was a child. We don't exactly know what like fractured that relationship, even though there is a book Dooku Lost, I think, or something like that, uh, that I think goes into more of that, which is supposed to be this weird audiobook experience thing that I'd really like to listen to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, so they decide to team up, and Asajj is like, look, I'll help you, but if I feel like it's going to go down and I might get caught, I'm trading you in. So they find out where these docks are. Uh, Asajj Ventress is a bad guy, bad gal, so she knows the underbelly pretty well, and there are these uh, docks where these nanobots might be, and they need to find them, so they could try to figure out where these nanobots came from. Uh, They are... Right? Am I on the right track? Mm-hmm. So then she shows them the docks, and uh, they're attacked Ventress. by a bunch of clones, and Asajj is like, yeah, you can't kill them. And the two ladies like take out this squad of clone troopers. Mm-hmm. They get to the docks. She's like, here, I helped you. I'm done. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and they then part they part ways, and then Ahsoka is attacked. No, Ventress is attacked. Ventress. Oh, Ventress is attacked. Right. Okay, so they part ways. Ventress goes down a thing. We see our little loath cat, and you're like, oh, oh, who is this creepy shadow following Ventress? Oh, it's a cute, adorable little loth cat. Oh, nope, just kidding. Now she's attacked, and this person beats her up, takes her out, mm-hmm. steals her lightsabers. Then we cut to Ahsoka, and like looking in the docks, right? She's like, oh my God, here are all these bombs, mm-hmm. right? Is that mm-hmm. kind of what's happening? Exactly. Then she's attacked. And she's got Asajj's lightsabers. So Ahsoka's like, seriously, we were just buddies, and now you're double-crossing me, and she's being attacked by what she thinks is Ventress. And sadly, Ahsoka gets her butt kicked. Mm-hmm. And, that's the and falls that. down, gets kicked down to, the, to the, where the bombs are, and Plo Koon and Obi-Wan, right, who are out looking for, find her, and it's not looking good because now she's in the same Thing with the na- same nanobots that blew up the temple, so it looks like she's gonna go and do some more blowing upage. Blowing upage? Blowing upage is my new word. All right, uh-huh. next episode The Wrong Jedi. The Wrong Greatest Jedi. Clone Wars episode ever. Well, the moral here is to never give up, no matter how dark things seem. The quote is <coughs> The heart and soul of Star Wars. Everything that Star Wars is should mm-hmm. always come back to this quote. Read the quote, the quote one more time. Never give up hope, no matter yeah. how dark things seem. Yep. A new hope is the thing that started it all, and the galaxy was under a shadow of oppression from the Empire, and a small band of heroes, and one princess namely, never gave up hope. And that lack of giving up hope found the Jedi to save them all. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is always, always about the little guy being oppressed by the big guy and the little guy fighting for what is right just like Ahsoka and just like what we grew up thinking the Jedi were but the Jedi learned became the oppressors during the prequel trilogy in a different sort of way but they really did become oppressors just like the Empire the parallels between the Separatists and or the Empire that that would all grow into and the Jedi I think are way too similar they're fighting for different reasons. One is well-intentioned. The other is not well-intentioned. But they almost became the same thing. And I think when we see how people were treated and how the Jedi, how arrogant they became, we 
learn this, and it's very powerful. Okay, so Ahsoka's in jail, right? Uh, yes, she is. And then she's, she's about to go to trial. You got it, but, well, yeah, and she's brought be- before the council first, and they expel her. Yeah, okay. That, that, like, that was crazy. There was all the creepy, like, classic horror movie, like, uplighting. Mm-hmm. Their voices sounded all deep and echoey in that chamber, and she's like, they're just judging her. They're like the gods down judging upon her again, because the Jedi think they are. I loved that shot because the Jedi are godlike deities. That's how the galaxy worships them. Mm -hmm. They've let that go to their heads. Their hubris as Luke Skywalker calls them, puts them on blast in the last Jedi. And there they are looking down on Ahsoka Tano with the ultimate judgment and they expel her. They're like, and it wasn't unanimous. There's a lot of things, but they basically, um, they basically say that, uh, you know, we think you did this and you're expelled. And now you're going to be put on trial. And unfortunately, we're not helping you because the government needs to do it. Tarkin is going after you, so you need to find yourself a lawyer. That lawyer turns out to be Padme. And... Sorry, but you're on your, you're, the Jedi aren't going to help you. You're out of luck. So you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail, is basically what they're saying. And you want me just to go? Do you have anything to say? Am I right? Am I on the Well, right to track? tell you the truth, I'm really annoyed at the, uh, the Jedi. I mean, yeah. the council for that. I mean, honestly, when wrong. I look at the entire arc, that was the, the crappiest part. Truthfully. Yeah. So here it is, the group that she's always been part of. They, Her they never really sat there and asked questions. No. They never really, did you do it? Sure, it didn't. It looked like she did it, but they never really asked. But they even right there, they her. said it wasn't unanimous. They knew she didn't do it, right. but they had to protect their own skins. That's ridiculous. That's what I think. That's how I interpret it. I mean, that's it. really ridiculous. It's horrible. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Okay, so the jerks have kicked her out. Correct. She's on trial. Yes, she is. Anakin's pretty upset, and he's like, I'm not backing down, and I'm going to go find out who's really behind this, basically. Mm-hmm. So he... Oh, yeah, because we forgot, we forgot that Plo Koon and Obi-Wan, I think it was, right? Or was it Anakin? Some, they spotted her with Ahsoka, so it doesn't look good when they got arrested. We didn't mention that before. So it looks like Ahsoka and, and Ventress are working together, which they were, but it looked like maybe Ventress was behind these attacks. So Anakin goes to find Ventress because he's like, if I, f- I will find out from her. <clears throat> so Anakin finds Ventress, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you did this. How the heck did you get my Padawan involved? Basically, he's all upset. And she's like, she came to me. And uh, she came to me. And I helped her. And the re- and he's like, why would you ever help her? And he's, she puts him on blast. She's like, because you're Dooku. You left her just like Dooku left me. When she needed you most, you left her. And she had nowhere else to turn, so she came to me, someone who was actually there for her when she needed it. And I'm glad I did. And that is a very powerful moment mm-hmm. because Ventress has been nothing but horrible to all of these people. And she, you know, represented pure evil mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. And she says that the Jedi only believe in violence, too. That they fight. Yeah, that was an interesting thing because we saw that her, everyone around her was killed. And maybe that's what brought her to the dark side to begin with. That was interesting. Yeah, she's like, you know, they only believe in violence. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. 
the prequel tr- the prequel era did a whole lot of painting the Jedi to be everything that we thought they weren't. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, so, but she said, it wasn't me. I was attacked and someone stole my lightsabers. You find my lightsabers and you find out who did all of this. And Anakin's like, that's impossible. You were the only person she ever talked to. And she's like, no, actually, when we were together, she made a phone call to some girl named Barris. And Ahsoka didn't know who it was. We didn't even mention that in the mm-hmm. other thing either. So that's how they found the docks because Barris was like, hey, there's something at these docks that whatever docking bay it was on level whatever. And so then Anakin shows up to Barris. We're not great at recapping these big. I, I think we've done a tremendously well job for being oh. so thorough. So thank you. No, thank you. you You've done a great podcast. job. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Did you just say, oh, thank you. You don't listen to the podcast? Is no, that to the other said? podcasts that do a much oh. better job than I do. I don't think I find that hard to believe. They don't I have listen a, to a lot okay, of them. Okay, well, they don't have nearly as handsome a, as a co-host as I do, though. So. Mm, that's because you're looking in the mirror. Oh, oh. <laughs> it is true. I can't see him. I just have a mirror in front of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, <works> <laughs> out. <laughs> so anyways, Anakin shows up uh, at Barris's apartment and he's like, yeah, this girl did. It. I think he can sense it. And she's in there meditating, pretending, look, I'm cute, Barris Afi, and I'm all innocent. Look, in my spare time, I just pray in front of this cute little Buddha and I don't do anything wrong. And anyways, he scares her into it. <laughs> He goes to threaten her, and she pulls out her lightsabers. And then, and then they fight. Knows. Yep, and then they're fighting. They f- jump out a window. They're fighting down the halls of the Jedi Temple. There's a bunch of kids who you don't know those kids, but those kids, Ahsoka helped like a few episodes before. We got to know the little kids that the... I don't remember his name. He's like a, a teacher. He looks kind of like a camel. He was cool. We saw all those people before. The kids the are great. looks like a camel. Yeah, yeah there's this guy who looks kind of like a camel. I Timmy. don't remember. <laughs> Timmy! Wait, that's South Park. Sorry. Timmy! <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. Uh, we used to kids in school and hall, and I just was thinking of South Park in their school. <laughs> I didn't know I was bisexual until y'all told me I was bisexual. My name is Butters. I'm blood typo, and I'm bisexual. <laughs> hopefully you all watch south park gotta love it it's been a long time we could do another podcast about south park and we could in all the spare time that we have uh (laughs) okay so so trial what no no no. i put some notes in there about some of the stuff that barris was talking about Mm -hmm. during their fight let me flip this around for you then okay i think there was some good stuff there maybe i didn't take notes but she's like uh tom can you talk for a minute what do you go like just go for a second. Well, uh, yes. So anyway, the trial's over. She is nope, acquitted. We're, no, 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 we're no, not no, at the trial. no. We're not at the trial. No one's been acquitted yet. <sighs> You're just talking about. Tell me how you feel about Ahsoka Tano. Go. She's the nicest girl in the room. Until you give her a drink. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, I didn't take any notes, but I think Barris says some good stuff in there, and she's she reiterates what Asajj said, and she was like all the. All the Jedi believe in is violence. And then Anakin takes her out, throws her across the thing, knocks her up against a column, and uh, kicks her butt. And not in exactly the most peaceful sort of way. So then we cut to the trial, and it's nearing its end, and it is not looking good for Ahsoka. And Anakin interrupts it and is like, boom, I have the real one. I have the real person behind this. And Ahsoka is heartbroken. 
Because here it is. Her best friend, Barisafi, who she related to. And her best friend turned her in and framed her. And it's horrible. So, anyways, they're like, Barris confesses. She said it was me. Uh, that she feels, like many people, that the Jedi have become the very enemies they swore to stop. Uh, which I think this arc did this amazing job kind of filling in what was underneath the surface of the prequel trilogy that uh, wasn't fully there. And I think that the prequels trilogy episode one, two, and three didn't make the Jedi look great, but they also didn't do a lot of explaining of why they weren't great. Uh, And I think this arc does that the best. So, okay. She confesses and Ahsoka's free now. They, she, you know, she didn't do it. And we are back at the Jedi temple and these arrogant prick Jedis are like, oh, oopsie daisy. I know we just tried, you know, we all just went along with this framing and we all kind of knew that it wasn't you, but, you know, oh, they didn't say this, but they knew, I believe they knew it wasn't her and they were trying to protect their own backs and I'm just very angry. And then so we get there and they're at the Jedi temple and they're in the council chambers and oops, just kidding. You know what? Actually, it turns out this was really your your greatest trial and you pass with flying colors girl good for you we knew you'd pass we knew you would do this and guess what you're no longer a padawan girl you're a jedi isn't that great you passed your trial and it is so disgusting even in that moment not a single one of those people could apologize and say they were wrong Mm. they just covered up with a lie of this was your greatest test it's just Honest to God, it is disgusting to watch, and I'm so upset, and it, it just makes me so mad. And this is the moment that is like, and I will get emotional because it's powerful. Like I love it. And Anakin turns to her and says, "Isn't that great? You're innocent, and you're back." And Ahsoka says nothing, and she just looks at him, and he hands her her little bead thing. And she, and she folds just, it back in his and hand. And she folds it back on his hand and she's like, no, I'm not coming back. And just is it's so amazing the strength that she has in herself. And then she's like, you know, I need to go figure this out on my own. You are everything to me. All of you. And you, Anakin, you are everything in the minute that you had the opportunity to stand by me and face off against all of these people who I know you don't trust and I know you don't like and I know you don't believe in anymore, you still stood by them. I'm not coming back to the Jedi Order and I'm not coming back to you. And that... In Ashley Eckstein's performance and in Matt Lanter's performance, you can feel the jab to his heart because he was the, she was the only person. I believe he loved her more than anyone. I believe that he loved Padme, but it was like this possessive love. You will not love anyone else. You are mine. And I think he loved Ahsoka. He loved Obi-Wan, but he was always under Obi-Wan's thumb. And he never felt worthy of Obi-Wan that led down his path. But Ahsoka, I think he just loved her. And I think she was everything he wanted to be, but couldn't be. And in that moment, she walked away. 
And I think it was this moment that Anakin was like, can I do this? Can I walk away? But he knows he can't. He's not strong enough. And think about if he walked away, Darth Vader wouldn't exist. All of those people that died over the next 20, 30 years could have been saved. There would have been no empire. There would have been nothing. But he wasn't as strong as Ahsoka was. And she's like, I'm not coming back. And she just turns and walks away. And Anakin runs up to her and she's like, how are you doing this to me? Like, how? Because he's selfish. And again, not concerned about how hard it must be for her. But how are you doing this to me? And he's like, look, I get it. If anyone understands how hard it is, I do. And she said, I know. And that's where we, the audience, got final confirmation that she knows that he's with Padme. She knows that he doesn't believe in the Order anymore. But she's the only one with the strength to walk away. And then there's no music. And she just walks down these stairs and there's this beautiful sunset. And it's... I think we've all been faced in moments where we had to walk away. We didn't know what it was going to look like. We didn't know if we were going to fail. We didn't know if we were going to succeed. And I think there's moments where all of us have just been on our own and how scary that is. And I think she does it. And it's so inspiring because in all of that, she says no to everyone. But not once does she disrespect anyone. Not once does she speak ill will of anyone. I don't think she even feels those things. And I'm looking forward to seeing that in this next stuff that hopefully will all come up, and I know it will, because they're great. So this is the very last episode? This was the last time we saw Ahsoka. Okay. And it's amazing, and it was a gut punch, because when she first came on, everyone just assumed she was going to die. The whole series is, how is Ahsoka going to die? Because she wasn't in episode three. How is she going to go out? And then we find out she just walked away. And again, as an original trilogy person, we all had to, I think we all had to come to terms with like what happened to the Jedi. They were not who we grew up to think. Luke Skywalker says it right there in The Last Jedi. What did you think I was going to do? Come out with my laser sword and face the entire First Order down? That's what we thought the Jedi were. And they were flawed. There were people just like everybody else. There were these false deities who thought they were better than everybody else, but succumbed to all the things that they thought they were above. And Ahsoka Tano figures it out. And instead of continuing down that path, instead of blaming them, and instead of being angry at them, she just moves on. And this episode meant a lot for me as a queer person because I didn't want to be angry. I've lost friends. People didn't talk to me anymore. I've lost family because I was gay, and I didn't want to be angry about it. I wasn't okay with it. And I just learned a lot from her on how to handle that with just being, you know what? No. And that's it. There needs to be nothing else other than no. And I will be better off by just moving on and letting it go. That is how the Jedi should have been able to have compassion without attachment. That's it. You can have both. But the minute that compassion turns into possession is when it fails, and that's where Anakin failed, and that's where Ahsoka, in this moment, 
surpassed any other Jedi that we've ever seen before. And she could have held on to how angry she was, and she could have possessed that anger and held on to it and said, how dare you do this to me? You were everything. You did this to me. This is your fault. Where were you? Where? Which so many of us would have done. And she just said, no. And, she, and it's just so... It is such a lesson to be learned. I don't care what age you are, because that needs to be put back in front of you all the time, because we're all left with those. But now as a parent, I think about that, and I think about the tragedy that brought our kids to our doors. I never want them to be upset about any of it. I don't ever want them to do any of those things. Just be okay with where their life is and move on. And I think Ahsoka Tano is this amazing character for so many people to look up to and just be so strong within who you are that it doesn't ever matter what other people do to you. It's just, and she's just everything. Well said, Mr. Barry. So I'm really, really personally very excited for this next season because we get to see who Ahsoka is. Pretty quickly after all this went down, we see her again in Rebels, but that was years later, and now she was focused on something else. We never really got her because she was busy working for everybody else. So now we're going to see how she is getting through this so she could continue to love and have compassion, the thing that the Jedi are not allowed to do, but not possess it and not let it conquer her and not let it do those things and have compassion for people, for those people and not for yourself. And I, I really am looking forward to seeing how that goes down. So, all right. As Tom said, we're going to have a special guest on our next episode, Sean Myers from I'm Right, You're Wrong podcast. We've spoken with Michael. And now we get to speak with Sean, but he will be live in studio. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and he, I don't know if he's quite finished. Maybe he will be finished by the time he's here tomorrow, but he had never watched The Clone Wars. And I remember before I really got to meet any of these people, I was just a fan of their podcast. And Michael at the time said something about, you don't really have to watch all of Clone Wars. And I remember I fired a Twitter or an Instagram thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you have to watch all of Clone Wars. <laughs> and that I was haven't. kind of, that was kind of how I was introduced <laughs> to them, like, I knew. So I'm like, going to be in studio with two super fans. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm still not positive where in the super fandom he is. Okay. Sean, okay. Because I think Michael is like my level of super fandom. Okay. And I don't think Sean's quite there, but really loves it. But probably not my, he's not my his, level. He's not down in the Wow. Lane. In the trenches <laughs> where all the Jedi work or live. Uh, but anyways i'm looking forward to so hopefully he'll have, he will have finished it or is knee deep in it now and i want to talk. put together a test because you had said the same thing in the earlier part of this podcast i believe it was or you yeah. said i've learned to really like the clone wars and I actually want yeah, to watch the rest really like have. it's so good and this was a series that for so many years was overlooked unnecessarily so because it's so good so i want to be able to talk to him and maybe he'll open up some things for you about why it's so great and why all super why all Star Wars fans should watch it, mm-hmm. and what are our expectations for the next season of The Clone Wars. Clone so, Wars. thank you very much. We apologize that this is out a little later, but it's still out on Sunday, so we're really not late at all. Yeah, it's someday. Isn't that convenient? Yes. Happy someday. <laughs> all right, Pop-Pop, I love you. I love you too. 
Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you. You can follow us at Pink Milk House. Pink Milk House. Pink Milk House. H-A-U-S. Why, Tom? Because Brian's a fancy gay. Mm-hmm. Pink Milk House on Instagram. Pink Milk House on Twitter. You can write us at pinkmilkhouse at gmail.com. Let us know your favorite Ahsoka moment and find us at pinkmilk.site. Take care. Have a great one. It's time to go drink up. Drink up. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.